welcome to Make Play Radio, a podcast where Nick Ragusa, that's me, and me, Jimmy Stein, talk about the games we've been making, the things we've been making, and the games we've been playing, and the things yeah. we've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing Jimmy personally. Ooh, wait. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, all these years. What about, what do you mean? I, I just... What does that mean, Nick? I just... I just... Anyway, so uh, the, we, a bit of radio silence the past couple of weeks because... Yeah. I, um, uh, I went to Disney. Yeah, Nick went to Disney. And then when I got back... <laughs> I left and went to San Francisco for GDC. GDC! GDC! Which is the Game Developers Conference, if you're unfamiliar. <laughs> and it was uh, pretty bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because of that, and also because spring break, which also happened, I think, since we made our last thing? Or yeah. Not? I think well, I, spring break was when I was in Disney. Right, yeah. So, no, I talked to Kaz. And then right after that, you, like, yeah. jet Yeah, so I talked to... Yeah, <laughs> I jetted. And, uh, you know, I talked to Kaz over the break, which was great. Uh, that episode actually got some solid, solid listener-age. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that one. It was nice. Kaz is a I great guy. I only felt a little replaced. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be gone this weekend, and uh, we've got to line up somebody to fill my shoes for, okay. for this Sunday. So All we can right. keep this content, this... This hot, hot this content. content train. Yeah, we need to keep the content train yeah. a, a chewing. This, this and the other stuff I've been doing has been my first real introduction to the mm-hmm. content train. It does not have breaks. Yeah, no. So be careful with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like I have no reason to feel pressure to make anything, but somehow I still do. That's the content train. Yay. Welcome aboard, my friend. Uh, before I forget, if you have any questions uh, in life about games, about making things, Email us at makeplayradio at gmail.com so we can start having some extra uh, content for the show because yes. that would be fun. If you also have a picture of a fuzzy animal that mm. you own, please uh, send that along. Yeah, and if you have any otters, I really just I'm, I'm really just in it for the otters. I just yeah, want Jimmy, otters. Yeah. Jimmy really uh yeah really likes those otters. I do, he does a lot. <laughs> so Nick, what have you been making, buddy boy? I've been making glitch art, which has mm. been really fun. Yeah, dude, it's um, so good. Yeah, I uh, worked on control for a while, and I mean that's still been fun and that's still been going on. Mm-hmm. But this glitch art thing has just been like it's been something I wanted to do for a long time. So essentially, I've just been opening, uh, taking pictures with either my sister's camera she lent me or mm-hmm. just my phone. You don't really need a good camera to yeah. do this. Um, and everyone should do this at home because it's really fun. Do it at home, kids. Yeah. Well, should and we have a make play repo so you can share this stuff? That would be sick. That makes repo. sense. That makes maybe sense. yeah, maybe I'll make it and okay. people can go take from it and use it yeah. for whatever they choose. But Thompson, essentially, Thompson, go write that down. <laughs> Thompson, <laughs> Thompson's our uh, editor. Yeah, he's yeah. about five feet tall mm-hmm. uh, and webbed feet. Yeah, smells horrible. Yep, always eating cheeseburgers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, I've been working on that glitcher and it's really fun. You essentially just take a picture of whatever you want. Um, the actual quality of the picture doesn't matter because you really just care about the colors in the Mm, picture. Okay. And you just either fuck with them by importing them into audacity and just totally. (laughs) Yeah. Have you gotten like, yeah, I've gotten one or two to work. I don't have the process down. I still screw up the headers a lot, but essentially Mm. you can. Uh, upload these pictures to Audacity or to just find whatever you want to uh, upload the, them to. Real quick tidbit for the uninitiated, Audacity is a music editing software. Yes, yes, <laughs> you import a picture as raw data and then you do weird shit to it, like give your picture an echo or... <laughs> some reverb. Yeah, some weird nonsense. And then 
you uh, take the resulting picture, and what I've been doing is I've been zooming in on the resulting picture, mm-hmm. having it pixel sorted, which essentially means all the pixels get sort of moved around mm-hmm. um, and sorted in like some sort of order, which kind of makes it look like pixel art if you zoom in enough. Right, yeah. Um, That's been the fun part for yeah. me, at least. And then you just look for things that look like other things. Like, Jimmy and I both found something that looked kind of like a building getting destroyed. So. Oh, like the Empire State Building yeah. herself. Yes. Which R.I.P. Pretty sweet, so got a lot of skylines because of just how pixel sorting works and how Mm -hmm. it looks um and you can just kind of find all sorts of stuff in there and uh then i just sort of crop it and post it to instagram what's that handle dog what's that handle plug that hot nick fears dolphins okay there it is you're wondering yes Dolphins uh, are scary, dude. If I remember, I will put that in... <laughs> Dolphins are scary. <laughs> I will put that in the show notes. Um, we should also... I should also try and remember, do you have any like good links, good resources for people to get their feet wet in terms of making glitch art? Ah, uh, yes. Um, some subreddits, just our glitch art is pretty decent. And mm-hmm. also our pixel sorting is good if you like the pixel sorting side of it. Okay. Um, there's also... I, I forget, there's there's a few articles out there, probably under the title, like, Data Moshing or something like that, Moshing. if you look that yeah. up, yeah. Um, that are pretty good about, like, getting started and resources and things like that. Cool. Um, there's a repo on GitHub for, I think, ASDF Pixel Sorter, which got <laughs> me started just sorting some pixels and, yeah. like, editing that. Gotta put really the brown ones over here with. and the purple yeah. ones over there. Yep. Nice. Sort of. <laughs> uh, sort of. Uh, oh, <laughs> so you, my dad, or a mariachi band? I'm uh, <laughs> trying to decide between the two. Um, both. Well, boy, candles, no, amigo. Anyway, <laughs> so that's what I've been up to. Nice. What have what have you been up to, Jimmy? Um, as I said, I've been at GDC, which means I've been making them hot, hot connects. Uh, I have yeah. about at least uh, I'm I'm pretty confident that I have almost like a dozen new LinkedIn connections, Gosh. and about <laughs> and about as many new Twitter followers. You can follow my personal account at Jimmy Stein. That's J I M I S T I N E, and follow Make Play. At Make Play Radio. How many plugs has this been so far? Oh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot of plugs, <laughs> my dude. Plugs. That, we, this is this is. Oh, we should recall. We should call this the plug cast. <laughs> I'm gonna stop with the bad jokes. I didn't hey, realize how I'm bad Nick that joke this was. This is Dad. <laughs> this is our podcast. Hello, welcome. I didn't even realize how bad that joke was until I was saying it, and I realized that it was just not even really a joke. It wasn't even really a joke at all. It's just words I thought of that I thought, you know, yeah. throw them out there. So Why not? Sticks. That's basically how I speak most of the time. <laughs> and it's gotten me this far. What's up? 4.0. Suck my diploma. <laughs> I didn't want to say oh, the other one. God. It just felt gross. Anyway, really? I should really stop talking. But anyway, I was at GDC. It's funny because this podcast is all about talking. And I literally cannot stop, even if I wanted to. Choo-choo! Here we... The content train. Here it goes. Uh, talk about GDC, yeah. fucker. So, okay, GDC, Game Developers Conference, San Francisco at the Moscone Center. It's really big. It basically takes over the entire city for the most part. Uh-huh. I mean, it, people... You could find GDC conference goers literally anywhere. And you didn't even have to follow the jingle jangle of their lanyards, which was audible from several miles around the conference center oh, because those lanyards were so jangly. The GDC Venezuela. Yeah. No, honestly, <laughs> that's very accurate. Like when people are settled, like, oh my God, you're in the middle of a talk 
and someone's trying to tell you about how to do environmental art storytelling and stuff and fucking XCOM and all you hear is like <laughs> I really wish I really wish I had I really wish I had my lanyard with me oh okay if I if I had my wits about me I'm gonna play some I'm gonna play the signature GDC 2018 uh, lanyard jingle right now So that's what that sounds like. Uh, but I mean, no, in, in all honesty, like GDC was, uh, I guess, transformational. That sounds that, that sounds really dramatic. That does sound extremely dramatic. Um, but but I, well, in the sense that lots of things can transform you in a certain way. This is a little bit more. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I guess. Sure. It was intense. Okay. It was intense. It was a defining um, experience. Indeed. It was socially, artistically, professionally, maybe even scholastically, very <laughs> intense just because GDC... Most of it takes place during the day, but a lot of it also takes place at night. Oh, nice. Because with so many developers basically just on vacation in San Francisco chilling out, what do you do at night but go out to bars and like have drinks with people you only see once a year? So there's meetups happening, basically multiple, like tons of stuff happening all over the city every night. And for the few nights that I didn't have anything lined up in the evening because I just didn't know anybody or hadn't planned or whatever, it just felt really bad. Like, you remember, remember freshman year, Welcome Week? Oh, God, yes, at uh -huh. NYU. Uh-huh, NYU Welcome Week, baby. First week of freshman year, they have a bunch of events for people to go do and and things to, that will force social contact to take place, which is probably a good call. Yeah, I mean, I mean it made me know people for a week and then yeah. know better people. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then never see them ever again. Yep. Um, and, but during that week, it was one of those situations where you felt like the general vibe was to be social and if you were just alone for a night sometimes it felt like you were doing something wrong yeah there was that sort of like real pressure in the beginning to go out yeah like if i was at home and now i'm at home all the fucking time yeah i don't yeah, care but all the time I, yeah. I want to be alone you know yeah Ugh. but so imagine that sensation but also it's your career yeah and not just the first few weeks of college yep and I know, like, it's not that serious. Like, I, you know, met a lot of people, but will any of these turn into jobs? Probably not. But they are going to turn into relationships that could last potentially a very long time if I'm, you know, careful with them and actually try and put energy into them. Yeah. Um, I'd say, honestly, uh, the, probably the person that I met that stands out the most uh, was a guy that was in my hostel of all places. I stayed just in a six-person hostel mm. room. And I, yeah. figured, I figured most of the people would probably be going to GDC. And that yeah. was indeed the case. There were three of us that were going to the conference for the whole week. Um, and this guy, uh, Gabriel, or Gabriel, I, I never was really sure which one it was. To be honest. <laughs> Sorry, my dude. That's a problem. <laughs> continue. Um, and uh, so he's from Brazil. And is an independent developer, worked at IBM for a number of years, then uh -huh. went solo and organized, to my knowledge, the first online games conference that was streamed over Twitch. That's pretty wherein cool. Wherein he basically, yeah, it sounds, it's such a great idea because the problem with GDC, I was fortunate to go as a volunteer for yeah. Shut Up and Sit Down, which mm -hmm. is a board game review website. Cool. And just helped man the board game lounge, played board games for like five hours a day, every day. It was great. Yeah. And so that got me the conference ticket, which is like $2,000, by oh, the way. Oh, jeez. They are expensive. Um, That's a lot. 
most of the time, from what I understand, basically nobody actually pays out of pocket for these tickets because yeah. you either volunteer or your company flies you. But people still do. Yeah. And if you're an independent developer, you absolutely do. Yep. And so that got paid for by the board game lounge, thank Jesus, because otherwise I wouldn't have gone. And then I got Gallatin to pay for my flight and boarding because there's a conference grant that oh. can allot you up to like $650. So I got all of that and mm. I'm in the process of getting reimbursed for it, which is probably going to take several weeks. Well. <laughs> uh, but it'll come back. Yeah, it's it cool. It will come that back, yeah. You got... You yeah, know, that I basically... Those opportunities. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, that was the other thing with this, is like, I felt like this was especially important because uh, I don't know if I'm really going to have an excuse or like a really solid reason to go next year. I see. I mean, hopefully I will, but yeah. I don't know what that's going to be like. Like it might yeah. not be next year. It might be a couple years later, but at some point I'm probably gonna have to pay for it. So I figured this is, you know, I'm going to go this year, but I might not go next year. So it kind of felt like it was a little bit more important, but um, I see. I mean, overall it was just kind of this experience where I got to see the rest of the games industry kind of all at once. Mm -hmm. And, uh, kind of, you know, realize that as a person, as a student, we are making things that matter. Which isn't something yeah. we get the chance to experience very often. Yeah, so like, that's interesting. It's nice to have that sort of reaffirming. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so while you were at GDC, like, what did you do? Uh, okay. Exactly. Besides, yeah. like, the, when you played board games, like, what did you play? Like, all okay, of that. Okay, 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 okay. So, so there's curious. this amazing <laughs> game called Rhino Hero. Okay. And it's basically reverse Jenga plus Uno. What the fuck? Yeah, sounds complicated, but as soon as I say, you're like, oh yeah, duh, it's obviously just reverse Jingo plus Uno. Please pardon us as we have a short interruption. She's here, Mr. Johnson. Granny, they're expecting you. You're the late, so. Okay, okay, sorry about that. We just had a little interruption, but we are B A C K. Yes. Um, basically, okay, so yeah, GDC, very intense, lots of reasons. We make things that matter, which is cool. Um, and most of that, most of that yeah. just came through the fact that I would tell people about the stuff I was working on, and they were like, that's really cool. I think you were going to explain the Rhino Uno game. Oh, shit, yeah, you it gotta, was. Yeah, I got, I got to know about the Rhino okay, Uno Okay, game. okay, okay, okay. So all you do is you draw a hand of roof cards uh -huh. that will have out like two L shapes, one or two L shapes on them in various patterns, basically. Okay. And you draw like a hand of five or something. Some is this of them the memory are... game you were talking to me no, about? No, this is a different okay. one. All right. And some of them will have special icons on them like Uno, like a reverse mm -hmm. or a play two or a skip, basically. All right. And the Rhino Hero card. <laughs> the way you play is you place one foundation card, and then that is basically like a roof card. It has two L shapes. And one of the players at random just places two wall cards that are like these literally just like playing cards, but bent and a little bit smaller, I guess. But essentially just bent playing cards. They're walls, you said? Yeah, they just like look like walls. Oh, okay, weird. And so you put those on the foundation, whatever pattern that happens to be, and then a roof card on top of it, okay. which of course also has two lines, one or two lines on it. All right, so you like L's. make a little... Yeah, and yeah. so then the next person has to put two of two roof cards or one or two roof cards on that, and then put their roof, or two wall cards on that, and then put their roof cards on top okay. of their so wall. you make a tower out of cards. Yeah, you make a tower out of cards... And if you get the Rhino Hero card and you place that as your roof card, uh, the next person has to get this little figurine who's like maybe like an inch tall uh -huh. and place it on the icon that's on that roof card. 
And this thing has a little bit of weight to it, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. And the next person has to grab that from wherever it happens to be on this very precarious structure and place it on the no on the next one. And so oh. on and so forth. And it seems like a thing that wouldn't really like, see. you wouldn't really be able to build very high with because it's so mm -hmm. rickety and turns out you definitely can. Like I, I saw some games where they built like a thing that was a solid like two feet tall. That's pretty awesome. And everyone's like standing as far away from it as possible so they don't blow it over by accident. That sort of like excitement in a game is fun when you're afraid of like losing yeah. more so than you're trying to win. Yeah, exactly. Where it's exactly. just like your entire motivation is not being the one to get screwed. Yeah. Like, and then since people were usually sticking around for a little while, we would play it where if you have four people, you play until someone knocks it over and then that person's out. And then hmm. three people play and then it's just mono a mono until one person wins. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was that was really really fun. Um, tons of other board games. I'm just gonna list some. Fog of Love, which I think I told you about. Okay. It's like basically like you're playing a board game version of a rom com. It lasts know like an hour and a half. Oh my god, it's intense. That it's very gamey. It has a lot of systems going on. Maybe too many, hmm. but it does really cool. It puts you in really interesting predicaments. Um, so a quick breakdown is basically that you are a couple. It's a, okay. a two-player game. Uh -huh. And you have a set of traits that only you know that dictate your decision-making, essentially. So a trait could be um, like a workaholic. And that means you want to have like organization maxed out by the end of the game, essentially. And if you do that, there are certain things that will take place if you've met, if you've met the requirements of your various trait cards. And the way you acquire... Um, points towards those goals is by making decisions which come in the form of these scenes okay so you're trying to like get stats yeah is you're basically trying to yeah. get stats to meet like a certain uh require a, a certain set of stats in like certain ways so you don't always want it to be all the way up sometimes you want it to be all the way down or something like that okay and as you play you play these scene cards which are like the scenes of a movie unfolding so it's like your aunt comes to, to town and she right. does not like you two as a couple and says as much because she has no filter. How do you react? And each, then there'll be like three or four different options for you to choose from. Mm -hmm. And you both play your response um, anonymous or not anonymously, but like in secret, like face down, mm -hmm. revealing them at the same time. And certain things will take place based on if you've matched, if you haven't matched, if one person said one specific thing and you said anything else, something could take place. And those, or those are all listed on the card itself. Okay. So sometimes it'll be, okay, well, aunt's here, and I I feel like my character would usually just get all up in her face and be, like, loud and annoying about it, mm -hmm. but I really want us to match on this, so, because I'll get a special bonus if we do that, and so I think that they're going to do this instead. I think they're going to be really peaceful and calm about it. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it chill, and maybe that'll work out, but maybe they'll have done the same exact thing in their head, and they'll, they'll freak out. And you'll be the calm one, and that's really awkward for everybody because now this person who's usually quiet and timid is yelling, and you're not, you're not there to have their back. Sounds like a wacky game. It is a very wacky game. The mechanics are very. Um, it's it seems a little hard to follow by ear only because is, they seem yeah. pretty abstracted. Yes, like it's absolutely. It's, it's hard to follow when you're watching it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, um, but it is fun, and it's. I think its main strength is the writing and the thoughtfulness with which these scenarios have been built mm. because they feel very real. It's like you, your mom started Facebook drama about something, some political thing. How do you react to that? Or mm. you go to Ikea. How do people, how do you play it? Do you just get, let them like get whatever they want? Do you say, I don't need anything and just be kind of like fussy about it. Do you have a very specific list that you need to get huh. all that kind of stuff, which is so real. 
Yeah. Like the fact that a, a trip to Ikea can make or break a relationship, <laughs> you know, <laughs> is manifested here. Yeah. Or a table. Or <laughs> or a table, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think of what other, like, interesting games I played there. I guess we're kind of already in the back half of this show at this point, but... Um, yeah, there were there was, so there was one last thing I'll mention is that there was um, this event that takes place every year at GDC called Lost Levels, which is not affiliated with GDC at all. Mm-hmm. It just takes place during that week because everybody's in town during that week. But it's basically like a soapbox in the park that's right next to the conference center where anybody can just come up and give a little mini talk for like ten minutes or something like that. And so you get lots of just like random people that will have something to say saying that thing. Um, who aren't necessarily well-reputed games critics or developers or something. So this kid from USC gave a little speech about how rocks are really important <laughs> to, him, <laughs> to them and just how, but then extrapolated that into being talking about how, whoa, okay, I've had this experience. Like I was looking for a geode with my family, but instead I found this totally other formation, but it was just as cool and interesting in different ways. But rocks huh. are also common. Like it was nice. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, Guy talking about something he likes. Exactly. It's mostly it's mostly that. Like your little niche interest, you have a platform to yell it at people for sure, however yeah. long. Um, you know, it's just really cool. And obviously, you didn't need a pass to GDC to go to that because it was just kind of public. Even yeah. though I'm pretty sure everybody already had GDC passes. But whatever. The, the, I think the the idea is there because I, I think mm, actually I take that back. I do remember seeing a couple of random people who just kind of like walk in. And, and see what was going on because people were making stump speeches in the middle of this park that are about <laughs> like visual novels. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. GC was intense. That sounds like a good trip. Yeah. Um, if anybody has questions out there about it, let me know and I'll feel them as best mm-hmm. as I can. But I've been to one. So. Right. Probably going to wrap up the first half with that. Yeah, right? so that's what we've been making. Yep. Connections. Glitch art. Yeah. Love. No, maybe <laughs> zero. We'll be right back after a brief message from our sponsors. This message was sponsored by Table to Farm, a service that takes all the things on your table and brings them to the farm. Have you ever wondered what your cows are eating? It's so important that everything that you feed your farm livestock is organic. And that's why we bring everything that is stainless steel, gold, silver, you name it, we make it, and we bring it to your local farm. Thank you. Big shout out to uh, Table to Farm. Yeah. 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 I've always wanted to know what my cows were eating. Yeah, uh, I had no idea. (laughs) Now I do. Betsy ate a tire last week. Did I had she? no idea. Did she? Yeah. Where do you have your... Really wait, tenderizes wait, the meat. Where do, you, where do you keep your cows? I live in Brooklyn, so I got plenty of space, but you're over here in Manhattan. I don't know about that. Well, I don't know about that. You know, Jimmy, mm-hmm. some secrets are better left, uh, you know... Kept secrets? Yeah. With the, with the herd, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Out to pasture. The outsiders. <laughs> oh, Now okay. I can be Dad, and you can be Nick. Oh, I don't want to... I don't want to be... <laughs> I don't want to be Nick. Oh, oh. Well, no. anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what have you been? Uh, what have you been playing? What games? I have been playing Far Cry Five as Far of Cry like 5. yesterday. Mm-hmm. And holy crap! How many? How many hours do you think you put into it at this point? Like 
13. Damn. Ah, oh, man, I miss doing that shit. It's too, it's just too fun. I mean, I didn't put in 13 healthy hours. I put in 13 <laughs> just like... Unhealthy like, hours? Just like bags under your eyes and oh. just like... Like you're a drug yeah. addict and yeah. you want to stop, but mm-hmm. it's tearing your family apart. Dude, but been there. You got to like get to the top of that hill to, to get a new weapon or something. <laughs> to find even... your pet cougar peaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do have a pet cougar peaches and she fucks shit up. And she's also adorable. Yeah, you can oh pet her. Oh, my God. And she has like the heterochroma so thing with the eyes where Wait, they're different colors. She has a what? what is oh, she's calico? What? No, what's the thing where their pupils are different colors? The Hetero- pupils are different colors? Het- hetero- their irises are different colors? Heterochroma? I forget. I have no idea. I'm butchering whatever it's supposed to be. I know, like, people call cats that have different colored eyes just calico. Oh, yeah, but there's an actual word for that condition. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like a calico mountain lion. Nice. Um, But, yeah, so just to to give you a scope of a couple of the things I've done in this game Uh so far. Because I almost told Jimmy earlier, and then I was like, no. Oh, yeah. No, I'm buckling in. These Far Cry games, emergent combat situations. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll run you through. I'll try to do like a spoiler free run through of what I've done. Okay. Um, so I, I, in the beginning of the game, I quickly found a bow, which I began using exclusively, um, despite the game's attempt to give me rocket launchers, <laughs> machine guns, sniper <laughs> rifles, really anything else. I'm good chilling in the Bronze um, Age, actually. Yeah, I, I just wanted to be Mr. Silent Whip from the uh, Shadows <laughs> and just knock some people out, um, which actually has been going surprisingly well wonderful um let's see what happened i was attacked by helicopters and wild helicopters yes just, you know wild helicopters <laughs> the wild um, helicopters of montana i assassinated them by <laughs> i assassinated the helicopters <laughs> by shooting the driver with a bow through the window That's and so then the whole helicopter crashed and all three of them people in it died wow um which was i gotta say Pretty awesome. <laughs> top, top 10 gaming moments of 2018. Maybe, like, I I mean, I don't know. It's just been really, I've been using the wingsuit a lot, mm-hmm. which has been very fun, jumping off of mountains and inevitably killing myself on a tree, <laughs> going 120 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, I saw, I saw that cliff side. That was pretty spectacular. What else have we done? I've, I've attached, <laughs> I've attached C4 to uh, vehicles and driven them into enemies Wow. Blowing them up. Very, very fun. It's got like a Just Cause 2 feeling of like just freaking madness. Yeah. You recently uh, basically decapitated someone by throwing a shovel at their throat. Oh, I did. You can throw shovels like javelins in that yeah. game. And, uh, Dude's got an yeah. arm. If oh you, my god. If you darn people with those, they will die. They <laughs> do, in fact, die. You can actually stick them into cars, I'm pretty sure. The shovels? Yes, you can throw them and they will stick into things. Oh, Like oh. arrows. I thought you just, like, would throw a car with the shovel and just, like, stick it oh, in. Oh, no. <laughs> laser shovels. Um, laser shovels would be great DLC. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. After Blood Dragon? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, laser man. shovels. Dude, can we get a Blood Dragon reboot, please? Oh, my God. I want it again. Okay, I feel like I'm, like, really... Like, getting pretty hard about Blood Dragon, but <laughs> <laughs> never actually played it. Blood Dragon. I know it's really dude. cool, though. I think, yeah. I think I got it on that collector's thing when I got the compilation on uh, PS3 back in the oh, day to play yeah. Far Cry 2. Never never beat Far Cry 2, because <laughs> why would I do that to myself? Mm-hmm. Um, I, should, I should get back into those games, though. Yeah. It's been really fun having, like, an open world game mm-hmm. that I really like to play again. Again. Yeah. 
I mean, I missed the boat on... There's the other thing. I missed the boat on uh, Breath of the Wild. Oh, which, you did not miss yeah. the boat. It's still sailing out there. No, uh, no, but you know, I like miss the miss the the main boat. Yeah, I the can, hype train did leave yeah. the station. That I can true. take a little boat out to sea now, but oh, like it's not as the Red Dragon. Have some nice conversations while you're out on the on the water. Oh, uh, we got some. Ah, uh, uh, Dad's back. back here. Dad is gamer back. Dad. <laughs> this is really called Make Dad. Oh, uh, we're I removing guess, the PlayStation. I, I don't know. When we were born, did they make future dads? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I'm just when saying. When we were born, did they make when future dads? When you have a future dads? that decides to, to be a dad later okay. in life, are you not making a dad? Are you not the, like, the originator of dads? Yeah. I guess you are. Mm-hmm. Who is, I guess there's an alpha dad way alpha back in time. Dad. <laughs> the dad of all dads. Uh, that would be Jesus. Yeah. Dude, Jesus must have made the corniest jokes uh, ever yeah. if oh. he was the father of all of us. I bet they were godly. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. This is, we hit rock. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm we peaking can, right now. We can now. only go up I can here. feel myself peaking in life, just in That's, general. Those are the drugs, This Jimmy. is... <laughs> that is I can tell you that reality is, is as sobering as you I can see all from up here. I can see all of my future, and it's only downhill. Fucking... <laughs> smells good, though. Yeah, it smells like smells like cream. It smells kind of like beef skewers with little pieces of pineapple on them. Jimmy is, in fact, holding three of those <laughs> uh, as we do this podcast. <laughs> Being a cheeky I really boy. want to eat them, but I can't because that would sound bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Well, okay. What else have you been playing this week? Any other good? <laughs> any other good things? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to hold on to the ship right now, but it's sailing so fast, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> I I've been playing. I guess awesome knots. Okay. The other game I was playing. Nice. After a long a long pause because I got really salty one day and stopped playing forever. Uh-huh. Um, oh, what happened? What made you super salty? Well, it's like a MOBA-type game. Okay. And I mean, it's a very simple MOBA-type game, but it's still pretty unforgiving when it's like your towers are down and you're losing. Yeah. And just, I had one too many unfortunate, like, just sucky, like, a couple towers go down and you get, like, back-capped, essentially. Like, someone just runs in and destroys oh. everything. Okay. People also sometimes in that game, they would suicide and they'd repeatedly, like, once they had, like, a clean shot. Mm-hmm. They'd repeatedly suicide into your base to beat you. Um, and it's just difficult because there's only three per team in that game. Okay. And so if I'm playing with randos and, like, mm-hmm. I can't get two people to come back and I yeah. just suck and lose the 1v1 with whoever's at the base, yeah. they just don't notice, then you lose. Yeah. And that happened a couple times and I just I was frustrated. And I, I quit. I uninstalled. Oh shit, that's you the, rage quit. Yeah, that's the only time I've actually rage quit and proceeded to uninstall wow. a game. That was, game got me heated. Wow. Well, I mean, was any part of it the fact that you had just been playing it for a while and you were also just generally kind of winding down with it? I think it was that, so I had played it for a while, but I really liked the game. It was that um, when I would play with my friends, I, I honestly, when I look back on it, having now played like Dota and a lot of Overwatch and stuff, it was just me being an idiot. Because I just never understood. You really got to understand in a MOBA or any game with where death is like severely punished, right? Where like you lose money and your enemies yeah. like get money yeah. for yeah. you dying. Big swing. Or it's like it's really bad. It's very swingy. Mm-hmm. That's a good word to use. But 
Um, I wouldn't really realize the gravity of it. And every now and then I'd overextend when I just didn't have to. And the other thing is I would not know I was overextending, which mm. I think is... What do you is, mean by overextending? Uh, as in I would go too close to like the enemies, to places where the enemy had uh, advantage. I see. You know what I mean? It went too deep. Yeah. So like if there's two people behind me and I am a full screen away from them in the enemy team. Right. Probably overextending. That's, that's the thing um, it, Unless think. there's some sort of crazy circuit, like they're all really low. Or mm-hmm. so, I have no idea. Gotcha, gotcha. But for the most part, I would just, and I wouldn't know I was doing it because I would be overextending. I would I would be able to tell when I overextended and it was like my death was due to overextending. Mm. Basically just be like, I was like in their spawn and died. Like that's yeah. like, like essentially, not that bad, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, at their tower, like yeah. way towards their advantages. That is uh, officially um, not great. Yeah, that that <laughs> is like that's when you die and you go, oh okay, yeah, yeah. I can see why I died. Mm-hmm. There would be times though when I just wouldn't realize the scope of like enemies' abilities, which I feel like in a game is always an interesting thing to have to keep track of. Yeah, where yeah. it's like I just have to know that that character, especially a game with a lot of characters, yeah, can do that. that. <laughs> yeah, that that character has like a stun, mm-hmm. and that although I feel like I have enough distance. He can, in fact, hold me in place for three seconds, which yeah. means I should be farther back. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And having that sort of game sense and feel of, like, I don't have to treat every character the same. You know what I mean? I don't even have to treat every player the same. I just have right. to figure out where it is that's most dangerous and who is most dangerous and, you know, yeah. all of those things. It's like a, a larger scope to keep track of. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my problem with MOBAs, I think, in general. Oh, and a lot of strategy games is I just can't remember that much stuff. Yeah, you do just have to, like, try and, like, keep tabs on, like, the minimap and Oof. where everyone's at with levels because it's it's not symmetric, you know? Like, right. you being level 5 and having these abilities doesn't mean that no, your opponent yeah. is level 5, has those abilities. They probably don't. They're probably a different character. Mm-hmm. You know, like, many, many things. You can... There can even be situations where, like, you only see one person, but one is invisible, and you could know that if you checked if the right. invisibility, whatever, was still there, or yeah. etc. And since they have so many mechanics to the point where I'm pretty much just sitting here kind of hand-waving at them, um, it's it's just really hard to have a good game sense about it. Yeah. But isn't that yeah. true with, like, all MOBAs, kind of? Yeah, I mean, Awesome Knots is a little easier on it because Awesome Knots is like also like an action platformer. Right. So right, right. it kind of doesn't get too deep with the mechanics because most of the gameplay is just moving it's your character. Positional. Yeah. When yeah. you can move your character with the mouse, like most MOBAs seem to do, um, like at least popular ones like Dota and League, mm-hmm. um, it, it affords a lot of ridiculous complexity with your other hand. So, yeah. which is the keyboard. Yeah. So those games generally have a lot more like hotkeys and mm-hmm. like abilities and just things going on. Right, right. Awesome Knots has a couple things going on, but you still really need to understand that like advantage, that idea of like who has advantage and why hmm. um, based around the mechanics, which is something I was definitely very bad at and why I rage quit that game. Because <laughs> I just didn't why understand you it. uninstalled yeah. the whole thing. Because from my perspective... As someone who was uneducated in sort of the game sense, yeah, needed, it just felt like there was a fundamental gap. Yeah, in knowledge I, that I, wasn't going to get crossed anytime. I soon. felt like other people somehow knew more than me because yeah. I would be in a situation where I'd get screwed and I'd see other people repeatedly dodging that sort of situation Damn, because I'd try sucks. to kill them. Yeah, and that's they, a frustrating I, place to be. I'd fail. Yeah, and it just took you just have to get over yourself and sort of realize like these people are just doing something better than me. Mm-hmm. 
and I just need to figure out what that is, and I need to start doing it, and that's how I'll get better at this game. Mm. Um, and that was, I think, like a matter of maturity. I think that's why coming back to it recently has just sort of <laughs> been like, I can uh, handle this game. Well, like, so how long ago was it that you rage quit? Like three or four years ago. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. I played it a little in between, like every now and again, but I always uninstalled it afterward. Oh, I'd like play it for a game or two, and then I'd literally <laughs> like, uninstall the game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it was like a lasting grudge. Like, I'd play yeah. it because it was still fun. Right. And occasionally Sean or Oliver, some of my friends from home, would want to you play, would remember but... that fateful day. Yeah, I'd essentially lose one game and just go like, oh, yeah, that's why I uninstalled this. Oh, right, this game sucks. Yeah. Eat it. I don't know. It really, honestly, it might have just been Dota. Like, playing hmm. Dota has made me a lot more <laughs> tolerant. You to, like, to level your head you know, a little bit. Made me a lot more tolerant to getting destroyed because Dota right. is just so... Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't get by, like, being angry at the game yeah. and doing things the wrong way because it's so punishing that you'll just get destroyed. Like, if you're doing something wrong and you can't just ignore it and pretend right. you're a good player because yeah. you will just get annihilated. It's going to catch up. Yeah. So huh. it's, it's, it is that kind of game where, like, I just had to get over myself in a way and just be like, I suck, you know? Yeah. Like, right now... I suck at Dota. Yeah. And right now, still, I still suck at Dota. Mm. But I'm better than I started. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's like kind of nice. what you got to feel about it, I guess. Cool. Well, I'm glad one of us is at least playing video games. Yes. I went to a conference at which there were so many video games to play, I couldn't even hold my eyeballs inside of my head. And I uh, played none of them. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I played a little bit of a game called uh, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Mm. which is really not a pick-up-and-play game whatsoever. I see. <laughs> it's a very narratively driven game <laughs> where you are, like, a skeleton dude walking cross-country, hitchhiking your way across America in, like, I don't know, the early 1900s. And the whole game is based around acquiring stories from other travelers, like, totally up my alley, like, cross-country road trips, yeah, yeah, Americana yeah. storytelling. That's your vibe. Weird, surreal things going on. Skeleton dudes. Yeah. I mean, that's basically just me. Yep. Um, that's Jimmy in a nutshell. So that was really cool, and I'd heard some people talking about it. I know the folks at Waypoint have had written a few of the characters, and it just seems like a lot of a lot of people got in on the action in terms of the writing there. So it comes from a lot of different voices. Yeah. Which makes sense because if it's a game about listening to people from across the country and their stories and their voices and things like that, you would want it to be actually written by different people, so it would actually seem different when someone else was talking to you yeah um that's good and then i played a little bit of this game called baba is you oh yeah you mentioned which won the uh independent game foundation ig i'm trying to remember what igf stands for uh i think it's the independent games foundation it's i don't remember what the f is but anyway, it's the big Indie Games Award show, and it won the best award, the award for Best Design, and um, maybe something else. I know Night in the Woods won Game of the Year for the IGF, at least. And our, mm. our good, sweet Bennett Foddy won <laughs> uh, the Nuovo Prize, which is like the innovative prize for innovation or whatever, mm. um, for getting over those, it those with controls Bennett Foddy. certainly were innovative. <laughs> um, so Baba <sighs> Is You is a game where it's like a tile-pushing game, where you just have to push some tiles around and get to the flag on the opposite side, and then you win. Mm-hmm. except for the fact that you can also uh so all the rules are also written on screen in blocks so baba is like a square is is a square you is another square okay. and you can push those two. Oh, so weird. it'll say baba is you flag is win walls are stop or mm-hmm. stuff like that and you can just totally rearrange them where like 
wall is you and all of a sudden you're controlling all the walls in the level or walls are win and now if you touch any of the walls you win that's so odd and, fun. and it gets really intense because you start doing things where uh you like cross them where like baba is you is going one way and then wall is stop is going like down over that is like you're sharing the is in the middle uh-huh. so is it like a crazy puzzle game it's essentially? a crazy puzzle game all that's right exactly what it is that's interesting because I know a couple episodes I was talking about like mechanics and yeah. the mechanics of puzzle games. Oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's a really crazy Here's way to <laughs> frame mechanics. Yeah, yeah, Just it's like, intense. Dude. Hey, it's like very meta. Like, hey, yeah. these are the mechanics of how to beat the game. Edit them, and that's the puzzle. Yeah. Like, that's really weird. Yeah, but and usually those games come in the context of like, oh, you're hacking this computer. You yeah. better figure out how uh, to reroute the mainframe, yeah. dude. But this is just a much more like pleasant version of that, where you don't mm. have to also deal with pretending to write code in a yeah, video game. Yeah, it's like this is the game. Bad. Yeah, exactly. Like it's a game. We can make it do this. We don't need mm-hmm. to pretend like you're coding. Like this is immutable. You're not. You're yeah. playing a game. Right. Yeah, that too. Um, so that was really cool. I think it was made for like a, the Nordic Game Jam, um, uh, like last year or something like that. The mm. the designer gave a talk um, along with a bunch of other folks at the Experimental Gameplay Workshop, which was super rad. Um, so that was basically, yeah, that was basically just like a bunch of people that made wacky games that do cool stuff, talked about them for like five minutes mm-hmm. a piece. Um, a lot of other cool games that I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but, um, yeah, so that, that's about what was you. I don't think it's out yet. I think there might be like an itch build or something out in the public, mm-hmm. but like the official, you know, packaged version is I think coming, uh, later this year. All right. So look out for that. I, we should probably definitely play, play that yeah. at some point. I'm yeah. That definitely sounds like a neat game. Um, and I think that is also the episode. Indeed. Uh, okay, what are the last plugs? What are the final plugs? Okay, email us at makeplayradio. Oh, no. At, oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> email us uh, at makeplayradio at gmail.com. This is all very streamlined, by the way. We've Super got streamlined. Down you can follow us on Twitter at makeplayradio. You can follow Nick on Twitter where... Oh, God, please don't follow me on Twitter. Okay, you can follow don't Nick on Instagram. Twitter. You can yes. follow Nick on Instagram. Go to Instagram, please. At Nick Fears Dolphins. Cool, friend. and I'm at Jimmy Stein across, I think, basically every social media account because uh claim that name. Cha-ching. Hey. Um, and uh, that's the show. Thanks for tuning in. This should hopefully be going live uh, in the next couple days. Wow, my voice just cracked. Did you hear that? Yeah, that's <laughs> wow. incredible. I am a, I'm 21 years old, ladies and gentlemen. He's 21 years old. <laughs> also, I'm a dad, apparently. Um, okay, thanks so much. Please uh, share this with your friends if you think they might be into it, because that's apparently how podcasts work. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it spread us like a disease. <laughs> yeah, do that. Pretend it's that game Plague or whatever, yeah, and or, try to uh, win by putting us in all the places. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do that. Okay. Have a good few days. Love you. Like nine kids.